I'm excited to talk about it today. Same here. In episode 12 of the Block to Block podcast, the yes, best sir. podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here, we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3 Wayne. And over here, the talk is different. Always, always. But before we get to that different talk, y'all know what time it is. Listen, this podcast is for general information purposes only. And no event will we be liable for any loss or damage derived from the information provided. Please conduct your own due diligence and consult a financial advisor and or any other certified professionals. We just giving you game. This is not financial advice. Let's get into it. Absolutely. Crazy week. Crazy, crazy week in the world of Web3, in the world of crypto. Man. Hey, man. Listen, I I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared at all. And then it just it really does that uh, you you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Absolutely. You know, you're gonna get burned. And uh right now the, the house is burning for a few people. For a few folk. And just for y'all to know, FTX, which used to be the second largest crypto exchange, is on the brink of collapse. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So when we say they're on the brink of collapse, get get the people, you know, exactly what's what's going down. Give them the, the one, two before before we get into it. Okay, most definitely. So I actually posted a clip on both the YouTube and our IG at block to block podcast on IG. And it went crazy because the found the president, a CEO of FTX, um, SBF or Sam Bankfried, um, Freed, he talked about like how the company is going through a liquidity crunch. A liquidity crunch is just a fancy term to say that your organization does not have the cash reserves or the capital to cover the demand of your customers. They ain't got no bread and they're insolvent. Mm. So mm. It's, it's actually a very crazy saga at how we've gotten to this point. And it's a very interesting story, I would like to say, of friendship, rivalries, betrayal, mm. politics. Mm. And a downturn of an empire. Hey man, it's crazy because it's so many different pieces and players that are all kind of intertwined, intermingled, and intermixed. Like <clears throat> FTX was was really one of the uh, the the top players in in Web three and crypto, um, especially as an exchange. Like you said, they were the number two. But mm-hmm. on top of that, they had. Some major institutions backing them, right? Major so, institutions, investors, other exchanges. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. So, just so, so at this point, you know, the company is, is essentially insolvent. The president SBF, he lost like over ninety four percent of his net worth. He was like a billionaire at like sixteen. Billion now he's like on the verge of declaring bankruptcy, like all in like within a day. And what's crazy about it is just to give you all some context of how we got here, right? So 
let's start with just talking about like the president SBF, right? He for he's he has like a background in like trading and like arbitrage trading, which is just like you know finding like different assets like stocks and whatnot and trading it for like a profit. That was his background. He had some experience working on a company. And then he got into like crypto specifically when he started doing this for Bitcoin. And that led to him starting his first company, Alameda Research, which is very important to note for later on in this story. But, you know, he got his feet wet into crypto. He really focused more so on like the trading side of things of like trading, trading cryptocurrencies. And that led to the growth of FTX, right? And FTX, funny enough, their first and one of their biggest investors was Binance, which we know is the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world right now. Yeah. So like I said, a story of friendship, right? Because they was cool. They invested in them. FTX really made the niche of saying we're a platform that was built by traders for traders, like people who are interested in like trading crypto and getting this profit, right? But, you know, just like, all these like Hollywood movie stories, like once the money start, more money, more problems in the word of the notorious B.I.G. Absolutely. Like the relationship between FSBF, the founder of FTX, and um, CEZ, who's the founder of Binance, it's soured. Like to the point where we were seeing them even like publicly beef on Twitter, like they some rappers. So <laughs> their relationship soured. And one of the main reasons for this is because, as we know, as we covered in the podcast a couple of times, regulation is coming. The U.S. government is really looking at the space of Web3, specifically crypto, and they're just trying to get a handle on it. Because right now it's the wild, wild west. Everybody's just like doing a whole bunch of things. There's a lot of money being made, a lot of money being lost, cybersecurity. So the government's really trying to get a handle of it. So once again... You know, shameless plug, watch every episode of Block to Block because we talked about like on episode three, the White House had like that report on that environmental impact of crypto to climate yeah. change. And like we just talked about how the SEC is investigating Board 8 Yacht Club in like episode either seven or eight. So, yeah. yeah. One of the quick takes talked about uh, some of the um, just how the, the government, I can't think exactly which episode. I want to say it might have been episode nine or ten. Um, but the, the government is already starting to put some parameters around it, right? Like who's going to handle certain things, right? If, if, you know, it's a crypto or NFT and it's acting as a security, if there's, you know, some, uh, equity attached to it, then Mm -hmm. the SEC is, is going to follow the SEC if, you know, if it's more so like a collectible trade, you know, traded good type of deal, um, then it would be the uh, FCC, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, definitely go back in and look at those episodes. You know, like what I just said, we, we've already, you know, started talking about how the government is is starting to to look at, at crypto and really get into the space. Absolutely. So, regulations like coming into play, and as you know, as the government usually does, they're gonna like talk with like who's the biggest players in the space and once again ftx was number two so they're talking with like all these huge crypto folk and there's and allegations also, oh go ahead also, wait also too to add to that sbf his mom and dad are regulators if i'm not mistaken 
Mm. So he also has some familiarity and, and some background, you know, in that, that regulation space, regulation game as well. Right. So, Politics. Yep. Politics and business go hand in hand. Hand in so, hand. There was speculation on the side of CZ, who's the president of finance, that SBF was essentially putting them under the bus, right? Mm-hmm. And saying essentially like how Binance in particular, like they may have interests or ties with China because CZ, he who's the president of Binance, he's like Chinese Canadian, which is kind of a crazy allegation to put out there. It could be true. We don't know. But as we know, like the US and China has this huge geopolitical tension. So like those kind of things are going to like really make the government more so scrutinize that company. And so, and then CZ was saying like, he's just also like selling out the rest of the entire crypto community. Mm. And remember this, Binance was the first investor in FTX. So they had a lot of equity, but like sometime prior, they said, we don't want your equity anymore. And in exchange of the equity that they owned in the company, um, FTX gave them their token, like FTT, nearly 600 million worth of that token. Wow. Mind you, like they've already been having like this public beef. Like now you're talking to the boys saying like, I'm tired of China and you're trying to really put me under the bus. All right. You want to, sh- you want to, <laughs> I'll show you Thunder, you know, my West African uh, know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> what he started to do was publicly say, hey, we no longer want this FTT token, so I'm going to sell it all off. And it was like huge major reports, like FTX. I mean, I mean, Binance is selling over nearly 600 million worth of the token, and they just flooded the market. I'm about to say, that's, that's, that's a signal if I, if you know one of your, the, your biggest competitors, you know the uh, the the company that initially invested with you is saying, "Hey, I'm pulling out. I'm I'm getting out of this. I'm leaving." That's a that's a red flag. I understand why people was like, "Wait, hold on, what, what's going on? We we also need to get up out of here because yeah, these guys were the top dogs. They're saying the the, the second dog is you know not something that's that's worth them holding." I can see why that's a huge announcement. Yeah. So they flooded the market. And like you said, everybody else was like, oh, okay, maybe I need to pull out my bread. So everybody started pulling out from FTX, which made a bank run. So once again, go back to episode one and like Ben Dow, right? Is similar situation with a bank run. And this like caused essentially their balance sheet to be really messed up like it put them in a really bad predicament Mm. and go so that was like a huge issue right and then remember that company i mentioned at the very beginning sbf's first company alameda research yeah yeah on their balance sheet they mostly have this ftt token and that's like really like their assets that's their collateral that they use which oh wow and they weren't transparent or upfront about that either. So it caused like an issue where people were like, hold up, like you, Alameda Group, Research Group is like a huge investor in Solana. <laughs> and, oh, right. 
like dominoes falling. That this this what I'm, this what we were saying, folks. Is it's a, a lot of different connective parts that is just with this one company. Um, yeah. I know we we guys asking like, you know, what does this mean for crypto? You know, how you know how can we you know get involved and take advantage of this, or should I be getting out of you know just that in the third? The short answer, and what you're hearing today is how does this affect the, the space? Well, a lot of major players are going to be affected from this. A lot of major players. A lot of, that, that was a, a lot of money that was put into FTX, that was invested into FTX. Um, and so, you know, at this point in time, it sounds like they're, they're on the brink of bankruptcy, if not already in that process or close to right, going right. to that process. So... Most of you know the, the billions of dollars that have been invested are you know not gonna be recouped, right? That's mm-hmm. gone. It's out of there. I mean, and they try to have a saving grace too, man. So after all of this nonsense, after all of this drama, right? Guess what happens? Uh-oh. FTX turns back to Binance after Binance essentially. Man, was a major player and like they downfall, they turned it on. It was like, yo, can we let bygones be bygones and can you help? And Binance said, okay, we're gonna put in this non Biden letter of intent saying that we will purchase your company and recover your liquidity crunch. So now the top competitor is gonna have the inside scoop on everything inside their company, pretty much. That's what I'm hearing is. Like I mean, I mean, they, they, at this point, they didn't really have a choice, right? I mean, yeah, they, they didn't really have a choice. But the company was about to be bankrupt. This is true. This is true. So I mean, what what happened? What, what happened with Binance? So the, the, the Binance, yeah. they, you know, bro, like we out of here. We, what, what happened? What's going on? So when you offer to buy any kind of company, you're gonna like do your due diligence. You know, like research the books, research the company, make sure everything is fine and dandy before you can like purchase it. And not even 48 hours, Binance pulled out of the deal and said, listen, y'all financials is too jacked up for us to be buying. So we're not even proceeding. And so now here we are. FTX is like on the brink of economic collapse. The SBF, the president, is like financially ruined. Like the entire crypto space went crazy because once again with like Solana, that coin dropped by over forty percent. Wow! The entire crypto market went down crazy. Wow. Bitcoin, the top crypto in the space, dropped down to sixteen thousand. Ooh, it was that lowest of low since November twenty twenty. Jeez. Bro, like the entire Jeez. space went crazy and essentially yeah, I might go give me some Bitcoin though. A lot of discounts, yeah. big facts. But yo, like remember FTX was like number two when yeah. all this stuff was happening and like Binance was capping, like not not capping, but when they put in their intent to say, Hey, we may buy you, FTX was listed as number four. Ooh. Last I checked, they weren't even on the top ten. I don't even know if they're on the list anymore of top crypto exchanges. I don't even think they're they're present. They they're an afterthought at this point. I thought, man. <clears throat> so overall, so, I mean, 
Yeah, you gotta go ahead. What you what you gonna say? I would say overall to simplify this, think of this like Coca-Cola and Pepsi. And like let's say Coca-Cola invested in Pepsi and had a huge equity stake in Pepsi, and Pepsi got run off at the mouth, and Coca-Cola was like, All right, we're just gonna ruin your fin- company financially. <laughs> and then offer to buy it and then say you know what we're not going to buy you no more yeah yeah it's a crazy time you know i think this is also a tale of when people get greedy yeah right and and, and people overplay their hands because i think a, a big part of the story um is really what set this all in motion right which was uh sbf being you know in Gary Gensler's office, you don't know who that is. That's the the head of the, the SEC mm-hmm. uh, in his office, basically trying to trying to throw salt in, in Binance's game, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, it, it started with, with greed because they already are the number two exchange platform in the world, right? Right. And you know they do that, right? To get to number one, maybe yes, right? They knock off Binance. They're number one. They knock off, you know, they. What they were essentially trying to do from from what it seems outside looking in is create a regulatory monopoly, you know, within America. Right. Saying this is how, you know, the the, um, America or the the U.S. government, SEC, whoever should be looking at crypto and in those talks, making sure to to set FTX up to be, you know, the, the only exchange really that that's you know noteworthy um within within the u.s and i mean you know again you can do that right i mean that that's part of the game if you're in business you're in business to win you're in you're in business to to make the most amount of money as possible i mean that's just the nature of the beast when you're in business but at the same time this is the classic case somebody somebody being greedy Somebody overplaying their hand, somebody who, you know, is really not, uh, you know, they they, they didn't really <clears throat> take a step back and and take a look at the whole board, and and somebody who thought they were smarter than everybody, right? I, I think that's the the big big piece too is you know, SBF went to MIT and was a trader and this whole thing and and have like this savior complex of like, I'm gonna, you know, give away $2 billion. And, you know, you feel like you're smarter than everybody. You feel like you know uh, exactly what you need to do. But again, the, I think this is where a little bit of, the, the, he could have benefited from some street smarts right here. Like, come on, man. You Like you said earlier, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, you he can't stand up the dude that fronted you. Like, yeah. That don't make no sense. You can't run off because what, what you gonna do? How you gonna how you gonna get more, right? How you gonna get more money? How you gonna stay alive? How you gonna exactly you know? now for you the viewer, right? Cause I know it's like, dang, this is like some huge business drama that belongs in the shade room. Shout out to the shade room. Um but there are like three big lessons that I want everybody to take away from this story. Number one. You cannot have bad relationships with any party who has significant leverage over you. So once again, 
Binance had like close to $600 million worth of FTX's token. And that's it. And they were able to like really drop down the value because of just a result of pettiness. Like you're souring the relationships tremendously. So they had this leverage and they just took you out. Yeah. So never, like you said, too, don't bite the hand that feeds you. If they have significant leverage over you, don't play yourself. Okay. So. <laughs> Number two, for all those who have interest in crypto, you buy crypto, what have you, we've been screaming this for multiple episodes. Do not keep your crypto assets in these exchanges. You can patronize these exchanges and buy your crypto there. However, once you get it, move it immediately to a your own wallet, a non-custodial wallet like a MetaMask or a Coinbase wallet, or even better, put it in a code wallet, like a hardware wallet where it's like a USB. That's the way in which you can protect your crypto assets. And number three, so going back to Solana, right? Their, because of all of this nonsense, their own value dropped by like 40%. So when you're looking at these cryptocurrencies that you're interested in buying, you need to understand which institutions, which companies, which entities have a significant stake in these cryptos because their actions are going to directly impact the value of that crypto. So yeah. do your research. Man, but it's it's funny though because it seemed like FTX, you know, Alameda, uh, Alameda Research, they had all the right people. Mm -hmm. at the they had all the right people, right? And so I will also add to that that sometimes you know when you're in a, a nascent space like like crypto Web three, um, there's just some some things that you can't avoid. And, you know, there is the unexpected that um, and that's why, you know, the advice that you just gave was was great, you know, in terms of diversion, diversifying um, where you're holding your money. Right. I mean, at the end of the day. Right now, if you get a paycheck, right, you're not going to put all of it into the stock exchange. You know, you're going to make money from the stock exchange. But, you know, that, you know, when you're, you're investing and you're thinking about your strategy, you know, you're going to put a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit in the Dow, a little bit in the NASDAQ. Um, and you're going to spread that that money out so that, you know, when one thing kind of makes a move in, in one direction, um, you're kind of either protected, right? You don't have your money in there or you have another asset that's going to do the opposite or that you know is going to be a little bit more steady. Um, so to add to that, you know, you're doing the research as well. You know, look into, hey, how does this, this crypto move uh, in relation to, to other cryptos that I'm invested in, right? Or other assets that I have, right? Like, um, if you're looking at wanting to invest in crypto, that shouldn't be your main investment. That should be, you know, you're more uh, aggressive. Like, you know, it's going to be volatile. You know that you put your money in the right places. This might get you 20, 30x returns versus stock market. You know, I think it's like 8%, 10% um on average um so you know definitely uh diversify i think you you gave some you gave some great takeaways yeah. uh, you know it, it really something for for people to just digest and, and look into definitely in fact you actually inspired a bonus takeaway 
right? Okay. Like when we we're talking about stocks, for example, there's this concept of fundamental analysis where you evaluate the overall business. And one of the key things you do in fundamental analysis is you look at the management. Who is at the top of the leadership helm? Like mm. what's their track record? How do they act? And because that's going to have a direct impact on the value of that company, right? Wow. So wow. the same rules apply when it comes to crypto. Same rules apply. Like, so once again, like looking at these exchanges, looking at these, any organization you want to patronize, like look at the leadership. Like, oh, are there individuals who are like very business savvy? Do they make great relationships or do they for lack of a better term, sour relationships and mm. just act a little unconventional. I'll be nice. So, <laughs> but I mean, look at the same time, man, which is, which is crazy. It's like, he, I feel like this man should, I don't know. I, I'm not a prosecutor, but I you talking about billions of dollars that you've lost to people's money? That sounds like jail time to me. Oh well, I didn't even mention this, but the SEC and the Department of Justice are investigating them. They've been doing a probe for months because they're like, "Yo, how did you handle the deposits of your clients? Like, were you messing with their money? Like, they're really investigating." So we don't Mm. know what will occur out of this. Hmm. Hmm. But um, I was saying all that because this man will probably get out of jail and get more investment. Look, that's neither here nor there. I, I won't. I won't get too uh, too wrapped up into that. You know, growth mindset. We're not worried about him. Absolutely. Just gonna wish him the best because uh. I wouldn't be in his, his position right now. Definitely. Yeah. And, but all of this, right. I had this one friend of mine, actually shout out to Candace, the CEO of Zate Night, which is a dope company that focuses on creating different date activities and opportunities for couples specifically. So shout out to Zate Night. She reached out to me and other people as well. And they had this really good question of, like, one, what's going on? Because all these cryptos are, like, dropping like crazy. Is there a point to cryptocurrency? Is there true value in cryptocurrency? And Mm -hmm. I definitely want us to, like, turn the conversation there. And before I do so, let me just give you some statistics. Because as we mentioned with all of the activity that was occurring with FTX, you know, Bitcoin fell almost 11% and hit an all-time low of 16,000. Ethereum fell 15%. Hold on. It's an all-time low. Well, not an all-time low, but it's like one of the lowest of lows since 2020 of November. Okay. So that, like a new low. Ethereum fell over 15%. Solana fell over 40%. And the crypto market was just... Feeling the pain. I'm about to say down and out. Down and out. So it looks very negative from the outside looking in, especially if you don't really follow the stuff. You're like the number two player of crypto exchanges. 
um, fell down. You have all of these cyber attacks as well. Cryptocurrency keeps going up and down in price. Like, yeah. is there a point to cryptocurrency? Like, is this valuable? And I want you to like kick us off, Derek. Yes or no? I say, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. And uh, the quick take today is, is going to give some some further proof as to why um, on top of what, what I'll say now, um, which is, you know, at the end of the day, this is money innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, maybe at some point going to replace our cash. And, you know, if not replace our cash is going to be uh, definitely interwoven into our financial system, which it already is, if, if we're being honest, right? You watch any financial news, anything like that, they're they're looking at they're looking at crypto, they're looking at uh, how those prices are moving, they're following those trends as well. Um, and this is you know a matter of uh, ten years. I mean, it feels like the last couple of years it's just been more and more, just like everywhere, people pushing it. Um, but again, I, what we always preach on here is to not get too caught up into the day-to-day, the daily, into the, the rigmarole of, of, you know, the, the people who are going to, you know, react to the extreme level every time something happens, right? Um, the, the main thing that we want you guys to focus on is the technology, Right. The tech underlying technology is what's important. And it's the reason crypto is here to stay. And crypto is not a scam because that underlying technology solves a big issue within the financial system. Right. Which is the double spin uh, problem, which right now we have to go through a bank for us to, to get that validation um, or for that that payment to be settled for them to say, OK, this is the amount they had. This is the amount they gave. This is the amount that each party has right with crypto it takes out that middleman which is huge because it it makes peer-to-peer um peer-to-peer lending or or peer-to-peer transactions 10 times easier right we're we're taking out the middleman and replacing it with technology um so my very long-winded answer is crypto is here to stay Crypto is now uh, a part of the financial system. Um, make sure, you know, like Mamadou said, make sure you're doing your research. We're giving you all the game on what you need to look for in the, in the research on the, the back end side, right? And then you go talk to a financial advisor and they'll make it make sense when it comes to the actual numbers and, you know, kind of charting out some of those financial history points that, you know, we don't have expertise and I'm, you know, I'm sure some of the, the listeners, you won't have the expertise, but you can sit there and have a very good, thoughtful conversation of like, these are the companies that I'm looking at um, and this is how I want to invest. Um, so, yeah, very long with the answer. What you think, Rob, dude? Let, well, you think uh, this crypto thing a scam? No, not at all, because as you mentioned, the real power of crypto nfts everything else is the underlying technology of the blockchain because with blockchain technology instead of traditionally where one organization would have their own central database with all the data and keep the secrets to themselves the blockchain is a network 
that is public to all. And like you said, it verifies transactions, it verifies data, it verifies ownership. Like it is like one of the most transparent forms of technology that we've seen thus far. And so that technology is what really makes cryptocurrency valuable. Once again, I'm always going to say this, the way in which we analyze crypto networks is have to do it as we do with like stocks, real estate, businesses, any asset class, right? Like you have to do your own research. This is a time, especially like in a recessionary time, like companies who just have bad business models are going to go under as we're seeing this year. Companies that don't have good security infrastructure is going to be going bad as well. And the cryptocurrencies that really have no intrinsic value and like no plan for adoption, like, and no one's really checking out for them. They're not going to do well. They're going under, underwater, underwater. Cause there's thousands of different cryptocurrencies out there. Mm -hmm. I've seen all types of crypto. I even seen, no, I'm not even joking. I literally saw a red a red pill crypto for I like the whole yeah a coon crypto or something. I was about to say, oh, here we go. <laughs> here no, we go. no, no. I, I saw I saw the red pill, you know, for the red pill community. Like realistically, I don't think that's gonna like take off for real for real. But there's all types of crypto for all types of communities, like yeah. all over the world. You yeah, need man. to look at the ones that have the strongest chances of longevity, right? Like, shout out to Cardano. They have a plan. Shout out to Ethereum. They have a plan. Bitcoin's the biggest. They're the top dog, right? You need to, when it comes to crypto, you really need to look at it. You really have to do your own research. So I'll say it's here to stay, but like the losers, like the ones that just have no value and no plan for adoption, they're going to go to the wayside. So you got to really protect yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's uh, it all makes sense, man. Like you said, some of some of these cryptos are scams, though. I I, I will oh, say big that. facts. You know, like, but remember the Squid Game token, the Squid uh, Game crypto, uh, man. That it's, was a big scam. It's it's crazy, man. I I felt like for a minute it was every day, just like with NFTs too, right? Like NFTs, certain ones gonna be good. Certain ones, it's going to be pyramid schemes. It's going to be scams. It's going to be, you know, like you're sitting here. Basically, you got to get somebody into like your NFT community, buy into this NFT thing. Like, come on now. Come on now. So, like you said, that intrinsic value is is really important when we're talking about, uh, shoot, not just crypto, whatever, right? Whatever you're doing. Facts, big facts. Um, if you're... Uh, what what Molly likes to say, lead with value. If you're leading with value, then you know there there is it's going to be a lot tougher for um, you know somebody to to come through and just pull the rug on on what you got going on or, or what you're invested in, if you will. Absolutely. Right? And so, just make sure that that value is there. Make sure that they're leading with value. Make sure that. You know, if you're putting something out there, you're leading with value, you're, you're bringing value to the people that you're serving to bring that value, right? Um, we saw with FTX, um, the value from from that went as far as, as financial, so the money stand within 
right? And as soon as that value started to to decrease, as soon as you know other players and and man, that's a, a crazy situation. Anyway, anyway, as soon as we saw the with with they hold value for that exchange, as soon as that started to dwindle, there there was no value left, right? It, it really wasn't that intrinsic for them. Um, versus, you know, within Ethereum, right, they're building an ecosystem where it's not just based off of, you know, the value of just Ethereum and what they do, but it's based on the value of the ecosystem that they've built uh, around it, right? What gives cash its value? It's the government, right? It's the ecosystem that the, the government supports. Um, and so I think that's that's big, you know, a big thing to look at is it's big for you to understand with crypto. Um, you have these major players like Ethereum, like Bitcoin, like Solana, like Cardano, um, like XRP, you know, like um, or Ripple, you know, they they're building an ecosystem and they have some ethos that they're uh, building their company around that, you know, really gives you that nod like, OK, hey, this is what you should be looking at. Even the Polygon, you know, I mean, you know, we love our Polygon over here. But I digress. I digress. Yeah. So with that, man, I think the people are interested in your quick take because you you have some proof of why cryptocurrency is still valuable. Do y'all want the the quick take? Do you want it? Do you really want it? Let them hear it. Like, comment, subscribe, and please share with your people. Please share with your people. Don't be stingy. Right. Don't be stingy. We're we're available on YouTube. We're available on audio as well on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, hey, show love on the YouTube. Subscribe, please. Show love on on those audio platforms as well. Share with your loved ones because we want the entire culture to get this knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, I will go to my quick take for the day. And guys, we got a good one. It's related to to what we were talking about, right? So we'll we'll talk about today the research that the feds recently did on CBDCs. And if you don't know what that is, that is the central bank digital currencies. So for some time now, federal governments, not just in America, but uh, across the world have been looking into central bank digital currencies or CBDCs, right? So basically them uh, creating their own cryptocurrencies uh, to be used as cash, right? Or um, to use, I don't want to say to replace cash, but maybe, you know, as a a side to cash, right? As a a one-to-one to to cash, right? Um, And so recently... Uh, the there was some research that was done, an experiment that was conducted by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, right? And it looked into specifically uh, how could cryptos, more specifically CBDCs, uh, affect uh, foreign exchange transactions, right? So when we're talking about uh, converting money from uh, one uh, one currency to another, right? So right now that total foreign exchange transaction process takes about two days. From the, from the experiment, 
they found that with CBDCs, that can get down to 10 seconds. 10 seconds, right? And so when we talk about the technology and the, the underlying you know, uh, value of that technology and why crypto is here to stay, this is what we mean. Technology, right? You can now, uh, when we're talking about you know, those transactions, what comes to mind for me is remittances, right? And, and that's something that we've seen some companies start building around. When you're sending money back home, you don't have to use these antiquated, uh, slow processing, you know, systems that are in place currently. You can send through, you know, crypto or, you know, whatever, a CBDC, right? And it goes from, you know, maybe two days, right? Maybe a couple of weeks, who knows, to 10 seconds, right? And we all know when, when a lot of times when family, you know, ask for money, they're in a jam, right? So that, that you know, that, that time makes a difference. So if I can immediately send money back and take care of my people, then there's something there. There's something there. So getting back to the, to the article, so like I said, the transactions dropped from, foreign exchange transactions, they dropped from two days to 10 seconds, right? So this research, uh, the effort was launched by the New York Fed's um, New York Innovation Center. So they were the one that, that hosted the experiment. And in the, in the simulated example, they could lower the speeds of transactions with multiple participants and observers, right? So the, the Federal Reserve has been grappling with this question, you know, can or should we issue a CBDC? I mean, they've been looking at that for years, right? So what we're seeing is, We've already seen on the business side, a lot of adoption, a lot of businesses starting to look into research, how we use crypto, how can we integrate NFTs, how can we use this technology? Now the government is getting deeper and deeper into that research as well. How can this technology help to push us forward as well? So, you know, we're not just seeing it in, in business. It's not just the, the scammers, it's the government. And um know if there's too much of a difference but that's not for, for me to, to decide right um but we are seeing that they are getting deeper and deeper into this crypto world and, and understanding these uses right so the biden administration hasn't indicated uh what the fed should do so um honestly they're like look if it's in national interest then you know we don't see a problem with us taking this route, just make sure that, you know, we're checking the boxes, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Um, and, you know, really, I, I think for the Fed, for them, you know, they don't want to make any moves without Congress's blessing. So uh, the Fed officials have basically indicated that, hey, we're going to wait for Congress to authorize the digital dollar before moving forward. But what I will say, what, what is the major takeaway from this quick take today is cryptocurrency, like we said before, is here to stay. Not only that, I think it is, you know, apparent, apparent and imperative, right, that we need to make sure that everyone is educated. If you're not, you know, looking into crypto yet, if you don't understand it, I'm always going to shameless plug. You need to be tuning into this podcast because we're giving you 
free game, free game. I, I'm still trying to convince NFT and Jai to let us charge y'all for this, but he won't let me. So make sure you tune in for that that free game, man. We're gonna keep giving it to you um, because it's not just going to be something that that you know some 19 year old in the base off of. That's that's not what this is going to be. It's going to be something that's central to our everyday lives. It's going to be the the same as you know Apple Pay or whatever you know whatever. Um, your credit cards, like this is that next step. Um, so make sure you're ready and you can do that by tuning in, like, comment, subscribe, and share Block the Block podcast. And that's a quick take for the day. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, like you said, man, who else is out here on a weekly basis? Every week. Down the technology, mm-hmm. we're not using any of these complicated terms of it's immutable and a non-fungible token. And nah, we're just breaking that down, man. NFT is just a digital certification that you own something. Boom. Yeah. Immutable means you can't edit it. It's permanent. Boom. We break on, it out man. simple, man. Come on, preach. Man, preach. I right, we I need to get the little uh the little uh the you know what I'm saying? When you start spitting bars like that. Don yeah, I need it. I need it. I might I might have to get my um what's that man name? The freestyles. He be TV talking, he be talking ish while while they freestyling. What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about smack? No, man, not smack, man. Smack! <laughs> <laughs> They don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going I'm to just leave it where it's at. I, I remember eventually. Right, right. You got to tell us next week. <laughs> next week, next week. Oh, man. But, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Like we said, man, you got to pay attention to who's moving into the space. The big money players, the from the government to these multi-billion dollar corporations, they're yeah. finding ways to use this technology. So if they're going to do it, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you? And you know what? You know how you can do that? Mama do give them the market update. Listen to this market update. That's that's one way you can start getting involved. Right. So we already talked about the cryptocurrency side of things, right? Of how a lot of these coins dropped in value because of FTX's um, activity. However, looking at the NFT market, like we really saw like it didn't have that big of an impact. So mm. specifically speaking, right? So let me pull it up. The overall total sales of NFTs for the seven week, the seven day period was like thirty six thousand three hundred nine sales, which is only down by point zero four percent from the previous week. Mm. So. Virtually, it's like virtually the same. The same amount of NFTs were sold within this period. And the total value of those NFTs that were sold equate to like 25.6 million, which is Mm. only down 1.63%. So like almost 2%. So it's very interesting, man. Like when it comes to these NFT projects, like they've consistently for the last couple of weeks haven't really dropped too much in value. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it, look, it's still trending downward. I will say that. It's still trending right. downward. But, you know, it, it's starting to, to slow down a little bit. I think we've kind of seen that across the board, too, you know, um, in other parts of the, the economy. Um, you know, things are kind of calming down a little bit. Or the uh, Kind of see the, the sun, a little, a little sliver of, of sun poking through. You know, it's still really cloudy, but, you know, it, you can at least know that the the rain is slowing down. It, it's maybe a light drizzle and, and some sun poking through. So just a little bit, a little bit. I mean, yeah. but don't get it. Don't get it twisted, man. We're still in recessionary times, which yeah. is an opportunity. Like now more than ever, people need real solutions. So if you can package like your NFT projects, whatever it is that you're doing, into something that's truly valuable and that solves legitimate problems, you'll be ahead of the curve. So, shoot, that's that's even a free game. <laughs> that's a free game right there. Build, baby, build, build, build. As we again, as we always preaching, you know, we always gonna say build, experiment. You know, get into the game early and uh, scared away. You know, if, if things don't work, it, it takes time when a you. You got a new technology and you're, you're coming in early. But once you figure it out, you're, you're miles and leagues ahead of your competition. And at the end of the day, we in it to win it. In it to win it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Man, I think we can end on that note. Another episode, Legendary Classics. Every week, baby. Every Thursday, we're out here dropping these gems. Because we're the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Yes, sir. And Man. All y'all need to know, the talk is different. Every week. Always. Different. All right. We're signing out. I'm NFT and Jai. And I'm Web3Wayne. Peace.